Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Lord, let it start in us. Let it start in us, Jesus. We need you. We need you. We need you in our lives. We need you in this place. Lord, we just lift you up. Lord, and we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence that is so real this morning. Maybe you feel something this morning. You don't quite know what that is. I just, it's the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. God, we, we recognize you in this moment. And ask you to do a work in each and every one of us today. Lord, that when we leave this place, that we would know that we have met you and we have felt your presence. I'm reminded in the Bible where where God told Moses, go ahead, Moses, you take the people and I'll send an angel an angel to go with you. And, and Moses said, no, 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 no. I don't need no angel. I need you. God, I need you to go. I need you to go with me. I need you to prepare the way for me. Because if your presence isn't with me, then how else will anybody know that you're with us? If your presence isn't with us, then there's no point in going. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for his presence this morning. I'm so thankful that that we can be reminded that his presence is with us. No matter where we go or what we do or what life throws at us, that he is with us. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus one more time in this place. So good, so good. Hey, why don't you high five about three people and let them know my light's going to shine. My light is going to shine. My light is going to shine. So good. So good. Man, that was good. Good job, man. Y'all give it up for the band and the tech and the bat. A lot of, <coughs> it's a lot of things that happen on a, on a Sunday morning on a technical level, and oh, man, so good. I saw that keyboard over here, I was like, man, I may have to come over here and play for a minute, but um, we'll see. But anyways, uh, um, hey, I'm Pastor Welby, lead pastor. If I've not had a chance to meet you, want to do that after service, and I just want to say thanks for being here today. It's going to be a good day. Everybody say, it's going to be a good day. And uh, man, I'm feeling it. So we, we may get a little preaching here today. We'll see. Um, but I want you to know that service always goes better when, when you participate. All right? So, so I may need today a little bit of mm-hmm. Like, can you do that? Mm-hmm. All right? So I might need a little bit of that. 
Uh, I might need a little bit of like, let's go, preacher. Like, let's get it. Like, come on, say it again. Hit me with your best shot. I don't know, just something. Uh, like, help me out today. But before I get going, a couple of things I want to let you know uh, of upcoming stuff is, is this. Uh, first thing is next week is our Christmas service. It'll be uh, same bat time, same bat channel. It'll be at 10 a.m. right here. And uh, we're excited about next week. We got some cool stuff uh, planned for that. And uh, man, make plans to attend uh, next week uh, our Christmas service. Bring some friends, a family. Drag somebody in from Walmart. Do what you got to do. Uh, let's not not from Walmart, like Target or something like that. But well, actually, if you bring them in for Walmart, we'll know they need Jesus. Okay, so yeah, go to Walmart. Bring somebody in. Uh, I believe that uh, Walmart is like the the deepest level of hell anybody could ever enter, um, literally. And so I I don't know what it is. I don't like Walmart, y'all. And so um, go Target. <laughs> so. Uh, anyway, so uh, next week, Christmas service. Let's see, cheery. <laughs> Let's get back to cheery. And then um, uh, uh, there is no Christmas Eve service. Uh, man, we, we, we do this uh, set up and tear down game every week, and we wanted to um, honor uh, our dream team and, and those that set up each and every week. And so no no service Christmas Eve. And then also we're we're... Our Christmas service will be the last service of the year. We'll have no, we'll have no service on December 30th. So Sunday, December 30th, we are, are going to have no service. And, and literally, it's our way of giving back, not only to our church, but giving back to our dream team that literally faithfully serves week in and week out. They show up at 7 a.m. Uh, and, and, and they set up all this stuff. All this stuff gets set up about from 7 to about 7, I mean 7 to about 8.15 or so, 8.30. And, and they make this happen each and every week. And so we just, we just know how hard we work uh, 51 Sundays out of the year. And we want to give back and say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Uh, wake up at 10 a.m., and, and, and enjoy sleeping in on December 30th and uh, give God thanks. And then as we get into January 2019, man, it's going to be sick. I can't wait for 2019. It's going to be so good. I'm already ready. I don't know about you. Anybody ready for 2019? Like 2018 was like, mm, it's all right. But like 2019, it's going to be a good year. I'm believing for it. We're going to start the year off with prayer and fasting. And man, I don't know any other way or better way to start our year off with prayer and fasting, giving God the first of our year. It says, God, we're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to believe you to do just some things in our lives this year. And so this is what I encourage you to do. Start writing down some things that you need God to do in 2019. Write it down. Write it down on, a, on, your, in your, on your phone or on a piece of paper, whatever it is, but write it down. Write some stuff down. God, I need you to, how many got some things you would like for God to come through on in 2019? Yeah, and so, so we're going to start it off in 2019 with prayer and fasting. Let me just tell you, um, there was prayers that were prayed about, about days like today, like planting a church that were prayed through prayer and fasting and God answered months later. And so I'm telling you, it works. And so we want you to participate and be um, doing that with us. And then also, hey, I wanna let you know, uh, I, I, I always wanna try to be as upfront as possible uh, financially with you guys. 
Um, I know that in churches, um, there has um, been a, uh, there's a cloud over churches a lot because of uh, bad things have happened uh, in the past financially. And so I always want to try to bring things to you so, uh, so you know. How many, I, you like to be informed, and, and we want to just, I want to be as open and honest as possibly can. And so last week we took up our legacy offering and uh, go, moving into 2019. Um, and maybe, maybe you, you didn't get a chance to, to give and you still wanna give to Legacy. I had people texting me this week say, hey, I wanna still give. And uh, that option is still available. Uh, it'll be available throughout the end of the year. So if, if maybe you're still praying about that or trying to ask God, what is our part in this? Um, we wanna just let you know that's gonna be available to the end of the year. But uh, last week, uh, we were able to... to um, to give your generosity $5,000 uh, moving into next year. And I just wanna say, man, thank you so much. Yeah, like it's, it's amazing. I love the generosity um, that, uh, that our church has. And I just wanna say thank you uh, for being a part and believing in the vision and the heart for what God is doing um, here at Hope Rising and in Cyprus. And so good stuff in store for 2019. So I just wanna bring that to you. Uh, but today we're going to continue week three of our series called Down to Earth, Down to Earth. And I wanna talk to you about the fear of what God has planned for us. The fear of what God has planned for us. You know, there are, there are those people who sometimes treat God like the annoying person who always wants something from you. You know how it is when, when, when your phone rings and you look at it and you're like, oh, all they ever want is something from me, right? And so you're like, decline, send a voicemail, I'll get back to them in three days and be like, hey, I saw you called me or whatever. Uh, you're like, mm, you know, or maybe you're at the grocery store and you're pushing your cart and you're doing your thing, right? You know, and life is good and, and you get some bread and you're like, mm, some milk, right? And everything's good. And, and then you see somebody, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. Oh, all they do, all they do is they just, they bog me down or, or they annoy me or, or man, I, and so you just keep on pushing like you never saw them. I know, I know none of y'all have ever done that before, but, but you may know somebody who has and, and you just keep on walking like you never, you're like, you're like, you're gonna go way on the other side of the store, out of your way. You don't even need, you don't even need cheese. Your, your fridge is like full of cheese, but you're gonna go get some more cheese just to avoid the people that are on aisle two. You know what I'm talking about. And so, sometimes unknowingly, though, we can treat God the same way. We want to be close enough to God to get the good stuff. I don't know about you. I want some good stuff from God. But, I, but we don't maybe want to be so surrendered to God that he has total access to everything in our lives. I won't get close, but I won't get too close. In church, we kind of say it like this, like, like, I want you to be savior of my life, but I don't want you to be Lord of my life. I'll give you part, I'll, I'll, I don't want to go to hell. Hell's hot and heaven's not, let's go. And so, so I, like, I don't want to go there. I'll accept you as Lord, as my savior, but, but Lord, ah, like you want to drive my life? Like, I don't know about that. Because maybe, maybe you've thought about this. Because if I totally surrendered my life to him, he might maybe go to Africa, and I don't want to go to Africa. Like, I like where I live, and I got 2.7 kids, and 
and two cars and a three-car garage and, and my house is fly and, and my job is good and, and I don't know about all this going overseas stuff and living. Like, I don't know what God's going to make me go do. He, he might make me give up something I enjoy. He might make me give up my fantasy football. Oh, Jesus, don't do that. Don't do that. He might, he might make me marry somebody ugly. Like, come on. Like, is any, like come on. Is there any real people here today? Like, like I, I know some of y'all, you know, you, you're holy. You know, you're, you're holier than me. But maybe you've thought that before. Oh, God, if I give him my life, if I give him my life, maybe he's going to make me do something I really don't want to do. And there, there's this sense of fear of what if I give him my life and life doesn't go the way I want it to go. We find fear can overwhelm us and, and overtake us. Some people, some people say fear is the absence of faith. I could say that it actually, fear is actually faith, just faith in the wrong things. That fear actually is faith. It's just putting our, our, our faith in the wrong things. You could say fear is, is placing your faith in maybe the what ifs. Have you ever played the what if game? What if the economy falls apart and, and, and my retirement goes by the wayside? What if I, what if I lose my job? What if, what if someone I love gets cancer? What if I marry a jerk? Like, like we play the what if game. I love what, what my pastor said growing up. He, he said, what if it does, but what if it doesn't? What if you do? Well, what if you don't? What if the economy falls apart? Well, what if it doesn't? What if I lose my job? Well, what if you don't? We, we always play the what if. Can I say maybe we should play the what if not? What if it doesn't? What if we don't get sick? And fear is placing our faith in the worst case scenarios. And fear drives us to a place of irrational panic. And I love, I love what Paul was telling Timothy. He was telling him this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a couple verses. You don't have this on the screen, but you'll have it in just a second. But here in 2 Timothy chapter one, I'm gonna back it up, fellas, to, to verse five. But it says, I know that you sincerely trust the Lord, for you have the faith of your mother Eunice and your grandmother Lois. What is that? That's some legacy right there. We've been talking about legacy over the past few weeks. That's, that's some legacy that has been left. He said, I know that you have faith, the faith of your mother and your grandmother. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. But that sounds like some growth track. Y'all didn't know growth track was in the Bible, but it's right there. Fan into flame that spiritual gift, that purpose and those passions that are inside of you. Get in it. Get it, get it, boy. Get it, girl. Make it happen. He says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. God didn't make you or want you to be afraid. No, he gave you power of love and a sound mind. Don't make me. 
So why are we afraid of God's plans? Why are we so afraid of God's plans? Let's jump into the story that we've been using, Jesus coming down to earth. Luke chapter one, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. If you're taking notes this morning, write this down. God's interruptions are often inconvenient. God's interruptions are often inconvenient. You see, Mary is about 14, 15, 16 years old here. And in and, and this culture, in this day and age, when, when the teenage girl hits puberty, she would be betrothed or she would be given to marriage. I don't, I don't know about you, but, but when I think of, of my daughter who's eight, and I think maybe when she's 14 or 15 and giving her away to marriage, I'm like, nah. Like, yeah, not today, Satan. Like, back up, four-eyed, freckled, braced face freak, you know? Like, I will mess you up, you know? And so, sorry, I'm just, I'm just a protective dad, okay? You know, don't hate me. If you got teenage girls, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you got a girl, period, you know? And so, <clears throat> so anyways, I digress. And so, so I began to picture, like, what, what would Mary be doing at this time? She, she's, she's being pledged to be married to Joseph, and, and she would be planning her wedding in this moment. She'd be looking on Pinterest and, and, and checking out all of the latest ideas and, and all the, the, the greatest decorations that there are out there. She'd be signing her last name, seeing how just getting it just right and just perfect. She'd be brainstorming ideas and names for kids. Oh, what if I... What if I named our first boy Corbin? What if I named our first girl Bria? Like, like, like well, and just start begin to think of those type scenarios. But suddenly this angel interrupts her plans and it's incredibly inconvenient to the way she had her future mapped out. She had a plan. She had it. It was all going as, as life gone all as planned in certain moments, and then all of a sudden an interruption or an inconvenience happened. What can we learn from this? We can learn this. What we call interruptions, God calls invitations. You can write that down. What we call interruptions, God calls invitations. <clears throat> it was about, about a month ago, that, that Ace, a lot of you know Ace. If you don't know Ace, Ace is, Ace is one of our hashtag heavy haulers. Uh, he, brings, he brings one of the trailers in. Can I just say that if we don't have Ace, we don't have half the stuff here? I'm just saying. Like the other half is Enrique and the other half is Ace. And if one of those guys go down, we're, we're, we're scrambling, all right? And so um, thank God for Ace. And so uh, Ace has got a, many passions and does all things well, it seems like. And it's like, man, could you like be awful at something? Uh, but he's not. He's good at almost pretty much everything. And so, um, so he got this computer and, 
and was, he's doing some things uh, for us and um, uh, for video stuff and whatever. And he literally had this computer for about a week or so, I don't know, call it a week, maybe two, and he, he, uh, it's, it's in his work truck one day, this is about a week ago, and uh, somebody busts in his truck and doesn't take his work computer that's there. No, they take the, the one that actually is meaningful, the one that actually like does things for him. Not, not only does it do things for the church, but it also does, like it's his, part of his livelihood and all of this stuff. And so he's like, he calls me, he's like, so um, got my truck broken into today. And I'm like, oh man, that stinks. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Have you know Ace? He's like, yeah. So my laptop was in there. My brand new camera was in there. They, they, they didn't want the work computer. They took, no, they took the nice one, the one that was really nice, the one that was tricked out, the one that, that everybody would really want. And, and I was like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. He's like, yep, so I'm kind of down from work and can't really do anything extra and kids need presents and, you know, all this stuff. And, and I was like, man, I'm really, really sorry. And so uh, we talked about stuff, whatever. And um, he kind of shared his story or whatnot. And, and through just a crazy course of events, somebody went to him and was like, hey, um, how much do you need for, for a new computer? And, and he, was, he was like, well, I need this. You know, this is kind of what it costs. And insurance is going to take care of this. And somebody went to him and said, hey, hey, I got you covered. I'll, I'll just, I'll front you the money. And, and you just get it, you know, just as you can, just pay me back. And he was like, nah, nah. Like, has anybody like offered to like pay you or give you money? And you're like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, our pride sets in just a little bit, right? And, and so, um, so he decided to take this person up on this offer. He's like, and so, and so I just want you to know, he's got a new computer today. Come on, come on, came in. He doesn't leave it in the truck no more. <laughs> but, but it seemed like an interruption. And I believe when we have interruptions, God says, no, 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 no. It's an invitation to put your faith and your trust in me. Dude, like not one minute was Ace like, dude, like I'm just, like why? Like I'm down on my luck, like life, he may have said life stinks or something like that, but, but he always had an attitude of faith. He always said, you know what, God God will provide. God will make it happen, I don't know how, I don't know how it's gonna happen. And, and crazy enough, he's had, he's had more business this month than last, between last month and this month than, he, than he's had in a long time. I mean, things are, are going great. You know, the devil will come in and try to interrupt what, what, what God is doing. And you know what, sometimes we go through things and I, don't, I want you to know, God doesn't like take him by surprise. God's not like, oh man, I didn't know your truck was gonna get broken into. Man, you know, hmm, I didn't know things were gonna be tight. Mm, man, I, I wish I had some money. I wish I had some, wish I had some people that believed in me and had faith in me and that heard my voice. Oh, oh I, I do, I, I do, I do know some people like that. And God has made a way where there seemed to be no way that this interruption, this hiccup, was just a continued invitation. For Ace to say, you know what? No, I'm still gonna put my faith and my trust in God. I'm not gonna be fearful. 
No, 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 I'm not gonna place my trust in the wrong things. I'm gonna continue to place my trust in who God is. God, God, I'm your child. God, God, I do what I'm supposed to do. I'm following you, and then this is your thing. You need to make it happen. You need to come through for me. How many know, how many know if something goes wrong with your kids, you're gonna come through for your kids? You're gonna make it right for your kids. And I want you to know God's gonna make, the, make it right for you. God's gonna come through. Maybe you got some interruptions in your life. I'm telling you, it's just an invitation for you to begin to trust God and put your faith in who God is and put your faith in the things that are right. Moses had, a, had an interruption in a burning bush and he came up and there was this bush that was burning and, and oh my goodness, what's happening? And God said, hey, I want you to go lead my people from Pharaoh. I need you to, to get my people. You're going to be their deliverer. You're going you're gonna to set them free. And so, so Moses goes and he does that. And maybe he didn't understand it in the moment. Maybe he thought he had too much to drink the night before. I don't know. But he saw a burning bush. He heard the Lord. And he said, no, I'm going to do what God says even when it doesn't make sense. You see, even, even Jonah, Jonah was called to go preach to the people of Nineveh and bring, bring hope to them and bring peace to them, but he didn't want to. I don't know about you, sometimes God told me to do some things I didn't want to do. And so like Jonah, he started to run away. He started to go as far away as he possibly could go. And they threw him overboard because the people were about to die because it was his fault. And a big fish ate him up. A whale, a shark, I don't know, a big fish. And for three days, he's in the belly of a fish. And he finally says, God, I'll do what you told me to do. An interruption, but also was an invitation for him to put his faith and his trust back in God. Saul was going down a road to Damascus, killing Christians and, and killing people that followed after the way. And an angel of the Lord appeared to Saul. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? What are you doing? An interruption. But I want you to go to this house and you're gonna give your life to me. You're gonna give your life to Jesus. And because of that, you're gonna write most of the New Testament. Because of this, no longer you're gonna kill Christians. You're gonna convert people to follow after Jesus. An interruption, now an invitation. Because God interrupted plans with an invitation for something better. I just believe God has always got something better. Doesn't mean it's always smooth getting there, but I believe it's always better. God might be trying to do this with you. What you view as an interruption, God's saying, no, 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 no it's an invitation. Got your truck broken into, it's all right, I got it. Some of you gave your life to Jesus because in the moment you thought it was an interruption, you were ticked off. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, Holy Spirit's knocking on my door. Oh, there is something more for me. There is a purpose and a plan for my life. He's, he wants to give me a hope and a future. I don't have to actually settle in what I am, am dealing with or going through in this moment. Story continues, says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, angel tells Mary. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. 
The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. If you're taking notes, write this down. God's purpose is often different than your plans. God's purpose is often different than your plans. I mean, can you imagine Mary's emotions in this moment? Could you imagine? Wow, I am going to give birth to the Son of God. Man, this is awesome. I can't believe he's called me to do something so great. Going from this high of emotion to what are people gonna think of me? What are they gonna call me? Because in this day and age, she actually, this, this, this offense, not being a virgin, was punishable by death. I can actually die from this. Like, what are people gonna think about me now? What is, what is Joseph gonna think about me? Oh, Joey, Joey, please. The man I love, the father of my children, most of my children. <laughs> I can't picture my life without anybody else. What is he gonna do? He's gonna think. And I can picture God telling Mary, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways, Mary. Maybe, maybe you plan to have kids and, and you had kids and you prayed for kids and as the child came out, you realized that, the, that this, this child was gonna be a child that had special needs and for a split second you were a little fearful, but then you, then you begin to love this child and you begin to take care of this child and you begin to discover this love that you never would have known you had before if you didn't have this child and you would never trade anything else for this child. And you're like, wow, God, you've done so many great things. Maybe, maybe you lost a job and, and it's giving you this opportunity to really think of the things or create the things things that you've always wanted to do. Maybe you start a business that you always dreamed of having. Maybe you thought you would, you would marry someone and you never ended up marrying them. It never ended up working out right. But God sent you somebody that was greater than you could ever ask or imagine. God gave you somebody and you're like, wow, it works so great. See, I believe God has greater plans for you. God has greater plans for you. Just don't settle. I think in life, we settle. I think Fabian said it really good earlier. He said, he said you know, I, I kind of lived my life hoping for the best, expecting the worst. And I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. And I understand life happens and, and life causes us to think a certain way and, and, and react to certain ways, but, but we don't have to live like that. You don't have to just settle for status quo. You don't have to settle for mediocrity. You don't have to settle, well, that's how it was when my grandparents were raised. That's how it was when my parents were raised. That's how it was when I was going to raise, when I was raised. It's just going to happen to be that way for my family too. You don't have to settle. God's purposes, they may be different than your plans, but they're better. Mary says, how will this be since I am a virgin? In other words, Mary says, this is impossible. It's absurd. 
How can I have a baby? A baby? Like how? See, there will be a time when God interrupts you with an invitation to something different. And he'll ask you for faith to believe the impossible. I just think sometimes we don't live our life in such a way that it really demands a lot of faith. When's the last time you lived your life where you said, God, I need you to come through? Like, when, when's, your, when's the last time you placed it all on the line and said, God, if you don't come through in this, I, I, it just is not gonna happen? Like, when's the last time you really needed some faith? You don't understand. How can I forgive somebody for what they've done to me? How can I trust and be generous right now when I don't even have that much? How can my marriage be healed after all that has happened? How can I reconcile my relationships with my kids after all that has been said? And the angel answered Mary and says this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God, for nothing will be impossible with God. You may not understand. You may not see how it is possible but nothing will be impossible for God. Write this down. What is God asking you to do or believe? So we wrap this thing up today. What is, what is God asking you to do or believe? Maybe it's to start something. Maybe it's to, to lead a Hope Rising group next semester. Let's go. Maybe he's, he's wants you to go back to college to get your master's or finish up or, or get your doctorate. If I had my master's, I just would have my family walk around calling me Master Welby. <laughs> I don't need to be a doctor. You just call me Master. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. My wife would throw punch me, so. Maybe he's, maybe he's calling you to reach out to someone who's far from God. Man, I, I'll be honest, man, our, our church does a good job at this, reaching out to people that are far from God. Maybe, he's, maybe you're dating somebody and he's like, eh, it's not the right one, it's time to break up. I'm like, come on, you haven't said I do yet, nothing's final, let's go. Maybe he's calling you to mend a relationship with your parents. So what's your response? How do you respond to that? How do you respond to what God is calling you to do or calling you to be? I wanna tell you this, if the outcome is God's responsibility, obedience is yours. 
See, when God calls you to do something, it's not up to you. You just got to play your part. You just, you just got to walk in obedience. Man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, but I'm just going to walk in obedience. I don't, have to, I don't have to understand. If God said it, he'll make it happen. I just can't lose faith. Abraham, you're going to have a son. You and Sarah. But God, we old. Like, real old. Can't do that. God said, watch me. He does it the wrong way the first time. Goes get a maidservant pregnant. God said, you done messed it up. And then he says, go back. Do it the right way. Because that's the son, the child of promise. See, when we, when we try and do things in our own understanding, our own way, we, we screw things up. God says, I don't need you to understand. I just need you to walk in obedience. Come on, how many of you ever told that to your kids? I don't need you to understand right now. I will flick you in the, in the head. I just need you to obey. Come on, like how many of you have told your kids that before? I don't, I don't need you to understand. Just trust me. Trust me. Sweet little eight-year-old, you don't need to be on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all kinds of chats. Like, I, I just need you to trust me that there's some things out there that, that you don't need to know about right now. I don't get it, Daddy. I don't care. I just need you to trust me. Don't touch the hot stove. Why? Trust me. It's good. It's, I, I've walked this road a little bit. Like, I know it's hot. It's going to hurt you. I mean, you can, but I don't suggest it. Just trust me. But, Daddy, why? Sometimes you just got to trust me. And I think sometimes that's what God is saying. Would you just trust me? Would you just have some childlike faith and trust your Heavenly Father? For if your earthly father gives you good gifts, how great or greater will your heavenly father give you good gifts? You see, the outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. Well, what, what, I wonder if God is telling me to do this or is God leading me to do something? Can, well, what if I do it and it's not really God? Can I tell you I would rather miss God trying to obey him than sit there and do nothing at all? I would rather take a, try and take a step of faith, trusting and believing that it was God who spoke to me than sitting there and do nothing at all. Man, I, we may get it wrong from time to time. It's okay, you're human. But you know what? I think God says I can honor that. You, you may have got it wrong, but you were trying to get it right. Son, you were trying to get it right. Come on, you were, you were trying to go in a path that was right. You were trying to hear my voice, and you were trying to go in the leading of my Holy Spirit. You may have got it wrong, but let me tell you, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You don't have to understand everything. You just got to trust. Just let obedience be your next step. Man, what's my next step? I don't know. Just trust in the Lord and be obedient. Let that be the next step. 
I tried that before. It didn't work. Is that God's fault or is that our fault? Because we'd like to snap our finger. God said, boom, let's go. And God doesn't always happen in the time that we want it to happen. Just be obedient to your next step. Join a group. Lead a group this next semester. Just be obedient. Take next step. I just don't connect with anybody. Well, have you joined a group yet? Because that's how we do life at Hope Rising. Like, it's how we do life. Sunday is a celebration for all that God's done during the week. But we're doing life together during the week. Yeah. Like when church is done today and we're done, set, done tearing down, trailers are packed, people go do lunch together. People go have coffee all throughout the week. When I hear people, yeah, I, I met with them at coffee, you know, had some coffee the other day. I'm like, wow, this is working. A church that people actually love, enjoy, and do life together. It's working. Maybe he's calling you to start tithing or, or, or to give him a legacy offering. Man, I don't know. Just trust in him. Trust in him. Because his purpose, his purpose was different than Mary's plans. His purpose is different than our plans. And I love this, Mary's response. It says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. What does she do? She obeys. She reminds herself who she is and whose she is. I am the Lord's servant. My life is no longer my own. For I spent my life trying to find Jesus. And then when I found Jesus, my life is now his. And so whatever he calls me to do or whoever he calls me to be, I will go. I don't have to understand. It doesn't have to be my purpose or my plan because his plans are better than mine anyways. I just got to walk in some obedience. She reminds herself who she is and whose she is. May your word to, to me be fulfilled because I belong to you, Jesus. I will trust in you and you alone. I won't trust in what I see on the outside. I won't trust on what I feel on the inside. I will look to you and to you alone and walk this thing out with you. I have no fear about your plans because you are my God. Jesus didn't come down to earth for you to live a life of fear. He may come what seems like an interruption, but let it become an invitation to something great, to something more in your life. Amen? Amen. I have no fear about his plans because he 
Jesus, my God. Not my parents, God. Not my grandmamas, God. Not my coworkers, God. No, he is my God. And I will obey. God, I pray. I pray for us that we would be people that would not be fearful. Your word says that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Lord, let us put our faith and our trust in you, in the right things and not in the wrong things. Let us not be led by emotion or feeling, but let us be led by the truth of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, when interruptions come our way, because they will come in our way, and they will seem inconvenient. God, let us press pause for a moment. Let us take a breath and ask ourselves, is this an invitation to put our trust more in who you are? Jesus came down to earth so my trust and my faith and my hope can be in him and in him alone. My life is not my own. And so like Mary, Lord, we respond in the same way and we say, I am the Lord's servant. Come on, say that. I, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in my life. May your callings not return void. May, may what you've called me and created me to be and, and the things that you're calling me to, God, I pray in Jesus' name that my trust and my hope would be in you and in you alone because you are my God. You are not just my Savior. You are my Lord. God, I give you the keys to my heart. I give you the keys to my life. God, I, I get into the passenger seat and I ask you to start driving this thing. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.